Well, here's a weird... <laughs> this one just sounds creepy. You can now liquefy your dead pet. You can now liquefy your dead pet instead of burying it in the backyard. The environmentally friendly process is called alkaline hydrolysis. Involves using chemicals to break down the body, leaving only bones and a drainage-safe liquid behind. Uh, according to one Seattle-based company, Resting Waters, the new burial service offers true compassion and care for the departed companion uh -huh. while providing a gentle and environmentally responsible water process. Who wants to do this? Yeah. Are there people that really want to do this? I don't know. You, you're sentimental about your pet, and you're thinking, okay, I'm just going to put him in the ground, yeah. Bury him and, you know. The, I'll always know he's right there kind of thing. The, yeah. You know, this, the soil will take him gradually, you know, yeah. into where, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. It's weird that they want to spin the animal out here. <laughs> yeah. Just just seems too weird to me. I don't think I could do it. How would that be, you know, we're in the in the uh, creative business. If Resting Waters sent you and me a script for, you can now liquefy your pet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, if you're just recording the ad, it's, uh, yeah, you're not endorsing it necessarily. You're just giving people the options there, Mackie. Right. <laughs> okay. Doesn't <laughs> seem like a big, long step to liquefying your dead relatives. Yeah. <laughs> Is grandma still around? Yikes. <laughs> A mother and daughter in Louisiana are arrested this week for a scheme in which they used fraudulent documents to enroll the daughter, who's 28 years old, in high school near New Orleans. Now, see if you can figure out what the motivation was, because I don't see what the motivation is here at all. But prosecutors say that the 46-year-old mom, uh, Marta, and her daughter, Martha, uh, used a fake passport and birth certificate to pass Martha off as a 17-year-old school student. School officials reached out to the sheriff's department after receiving a tip that the new girl in school may actually be a woman in her 20s. The school conducted its own internal investigation, and the sheriff's department was able to figure out that the woman's real identity and her age, not clear how much interaction the woman had had with other students at the school. Both women charged with injuring public records. Injuring public records. That's that's the charge. Yeah. Could be looking up to a year in prison, evidently, for that. What's well, the motivation any, here? I don't get it. If it was for anything nefarious, then you could see it. You know, If it was a yeah. father and son team, uh, it'd probably be some accusations, accusations that maybe there was some reasons uh, for sex. You know? Right, yeah. I suppose it could be the same motivation there. Or maybe it's got something to do with uh, you get uh, free meals at school type deal. You know what I mean? In some school districts. I don't know. I'm just, I just don't get the motivation at all myself. So, Well, here's a weird one. I was going to shy away, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. A naked man was arrested Tuesday after stripping down and humping a tree in broad daylight. What? Okay. <laughs> Footage was captured by onlookers that show the man from the UK kissing and rubbing up against a stump in Queen Elizabeth's Garden Park in Salisbury, Wiltshire. 
Wouldn't the queen be happy yeah, I to can hear see this the, news? I can see the apparition of the queen coming back. Get that creep out of my park. Uh, <laughs> according to authorities, he was arrested on suspicion of indecent exposure. Yeah. Suspicion. <laughs> uh, I think it's been confirmed. I don't think it, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, okay. Just, you don't see the headline very often. Naked man arrested after humping tree. Yeah. No, that's uh, a kind of a unique headline, all right. He was released on bail. Uh, hopefully uh, got some mental help. Yeah, really. A man shot himself during a dream. In this, uh, That's the headline in this story. An Illinois man shot himself in the leg while dreaming that he was defending himself against a home invader. Yeah. Is this like sleepwalking, except the guy's just uh, gone in the wrong direction here? Uh, Mike DeCara of Lake Barrington facing firearms charges for discharging a three fifty seven Magnum. Wow. <laughs> in his home, that was April 10th. Authorities confirmed that during the probe uh, that of an attempted burglary did not happen at DeCara's residence, and there's no intruder on his property. So, evidently dreaming the whole thing. And, yeah, you know, you hear stories about people sleepwalking and going outdoors, you know, in the middle of the night or getting the keys for the car, and then they they finally wake up once they're in the car or something like that. This guy fired a three fifty (laughs) seven. When I read the headline, I thought... Is the guy sleeping with his six-shooter on? And <laughs> Maybe. Starts dreaming about bad guys and just Maybe. cracking off shots in the bedroom. <laughs> Where are you right. going with the weird news today? Well, this is plenty weird. Las Vegas Metro Police confirmed they set up cameras at the house where a family reported seeing two aliens in their backyard in early May. Really? The cameras have since been removed from the house in the northwest valley of uh, Vegas. We're there to capture images of possible intruders, human or otherwise. The report of two 8- to 10-foot non-human creatures was made after Metro Police Officer's body cameras captured something falling from the sky. KLAS Television reporting, Other neighbors told police they felt something land in the area that night. Felt something? So, like a... The earth moved somehow. Oh, Metro police are not calling the incident a hoax, saying there was likely something in the backyard, though it's still not clear exactly what it was. Sounds like we need your old pal Scully and Muldar on this thing. Yes, we do. It's an X-Files episode. It's an X-Files for sure, yeah. Those CSI guys in Las Vegas, they'll figure it out. The ending of the show would be some grainy photo of something. Right. That nobody could make yeah. out. Can't quite uh, identify it. Yeah. Still unsolved. Yeah. It's an open X-file. <laughs> if you've uh, had a kidney stone, you know how uncomfortable and painful it is, especially when passing it. Okay, I've never had a kidney stone, but I've had friends go through kidney stones. Pretty horrible. And uh, grown men, very strong and virile men, lying on the ground in pain. Yeah, yeah. Because of kidney stones. So this story is going to make us all cringe when we think about that. Because a man in Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, excuse me, 
developed a kidney stone that he was he was never going to pass through his urine because it was enormous. Get this. It's uh, 5.26 inches long, 4.5 inches wide. Doctors needed to operate to remove it. It's a giant kidney stone pulling it out of his urinary tract and then notified the Guinness Book of World Records thereafter. Yeah. A grapefruit-sized mass. It looks like an oversized... The pictures from online look like it's an oversized softball, about that big. Yeah, kind of shaped like a turnip or something. Right. Grapefruit-sized mass confirmed to be the largest kidney stone ever recorded. The patient is said to be recovering well and is in good condition. Weighs uh, 1.76 pounds. <laughs> that is intense. I'm just thinking about the pain this person must right. have been in. That could block a lot of uh, yeah, um, all kinds of bodily fluids not coming out because this right. baby's in the way. Got a kidney stone that's five, almost five and a half inches long, four and a half inches wide. Man, oh man, <laughs> that is astounding! I you hear can't about, hard to believe the guy lived. Whoever was the patient, you hear about great big ones that are about the size of a pea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Austin Pep Incorporated, man, right? Oh, man. All right, kind of an aha moment this morning in the weird news, Dan. Uh -huh. 13th annual World Naked Bike Ride ah. returned to Wisconsin on Saturday. Oh, those Wisconsiners. The annual event in Madison is meant to promote a body positive image. Oh, is that, that's what it's meant to do. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And independence from fossil fuels. Oh, somehow fossil fuels made it into this bike ride? Yeah, got to strip oh. down to nothing for that, evidently. I didn't know that. Organizers said the theme was uh, to ride... The theme too of the ride was bear as you dare. Most riders were completely nude except for their riding shoes and bike helmets. I see. The reason this is an aha moment for me is because now for like the 13th year in a row, you have missed Grandma's Marathon. <laughs> and now, yeah. just a coincidence that the 13th annual World Naked Bike Ride happened on the same day. What are you saying? Wait a second here. You're pointing your finger at me on this deal? I'm seeing where you in Madison this Saturday. <laughs> Not a chance. I don't know if you're a spectator or <laughs> a spectator or a participant. Uh, neither. <laughs> Not a chance. False alarm sends Met crowd running. Kind of a crazy story this morning. A false alarm of gunshots at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, reportedly sent some museum-goers fleeing for safety on Saturday. Witnesses described the panic on social media, recalling how crowds took cover or ran to escape the perceived threat. The cause, it turns out, was a popping wheelchair tire. You think it's it sounded like gunfire to these people, so it must have gone... A, a big pop. It had to be really loud, yeah. Earlier today, a motorized wheelchair tire burst in a gallery at the Met, a spokesperson for the museum said in a statement to the Daily Beast. The museum's security staff quickly confirmed the nature of the disruption and confirmed that all visitors, staff, and the collection were safe and unharmed. 
The spokesperson confirmed the Met will remain open for its regular hours after the incident. What a strange deal to be. You're at the Met, and you're thinking, this is a cultural day. Right. Then you hear what you think is gunshots, and it turns out, how often does a motorized wheelchair tire pop? How rare is that? And for it to go off at the Met? Right. Cause a panic and a stampede, basically. (laughs) Crazy. We've got some weird news planned for you this morning, don't we? Well, this will hit home with uh, some fishermen. A fishing crew in North Carolina is being denied a $3.5 million tournament prize. Oh, boy. After the massive marlin they reeled in was disqualified. Officials in Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament say the 619-pound fish was disallowed because it appeared to have been mutilated by sharks. So are they accusing the fishermen of just finding it floating in the ocean, maybe? That could be. Mm, kind of sounds more like they're saying it can't, It it's not its full strength, it's not its full size, it's not a full fish, if it's got, like, chew marks on it. Well, it would have been the biggest, though. The decision came after careful deliberation and discussions with experts. Another crew ended up winning the tournament with a 484-pound blue marlin, so 135 pounds less, even though the one was... Had shark bites in it. So the rules must be pretty specific about that. Otherwise, they would be giving them the prize, wouldn't they? You'd think so. Three and a half million bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of dough. That might be contested in court. You think? A Brazilian band. 747 coming out of the sky. Won't you take me down to Memphis on a midnight ride? I got to move. Playing in the traveling band. Right. So this traveling band out of Brazil... Flying to Salvador City after a performance, when the plane door flew open mid-flight. Wow. Video footage shows uh, Tyree's bandmates surprisingly calm as the wind blew around the cabin. (laughs) I don't know how calm I would be. The incident appears to be the result of technical issues and was not intentional. The uh, pilot made an emergency landing in Sao Louis, and uh, medics confirmed that, uh, that fortunately nobody got hurt. Authorities now investigating why the door opened in mid-flight. Man, yeah, I would think so. That's spooky. <laughs> wow. Technical problem with the door, huh? I'm thinking they're going to be checking that one a little more seriously from now on. Yeah. A new report alleges Meghan Markle faked interviews on her podcast, Archetypes. Um, The Pod News said uh, the show's interviews were done by Markle's staff with her audio of her voice edited in later. What? The podcast was apart from Archwell Media, their son's named Archie, of course, Yeah, uh, which she and her husband, Prince Harry, own. They recently decided to part ways with Spotify after reportedly not producing enough podcasts to earn their $20 million contract. They decided? I'm thinking maybe Spotify decided. Maybe Spotify decided decided that, yeah. You're not giving us what we paid for. Meanwhile, they had some bogus kind of podcast stuff going. They're just editing in her voice? Yeah. What do you think about this? Mm -hmm. And then the... uh, Staff fills in the blanks. How do I look today? What do you think about me? (laughs) 
Don't you think the royal family treated me terribly? Wow. Man, there's something going on that's not cool at all there. (laughs) An Ohio woman refuses to remove her Halloween decoration. It's a werewolf, Mackie. Okay, say this was your neighbor. Right. Are you okay with it? This gal says it's become like a mascot and protects her home. Yeah. Phil the werewolf. Phil was purchased at a hardware store and currently dons a patriotic American flag shirt as he gets as, he, as we near the 4th, I guess, coming up. Yeah. Mary Simmons has received a warning from the city but refuses to take Phil down. In fact, she's planning out his wardrobe for the summer season. We're going to get a big Hawaiian shirt, maybe some sunglasses, Simmons says. Sure. The city of Dayton has no plans to remove Phil at this time. But they did tell her it was time to take it down. But there's going to be an argument about it, evidently. I guess it all comes down to whether or not there are some neighborhood uh, neighborhood policies that say you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, that type of deal. If there's, or if it's just city ordinances and city ordinances don't say you can't. I don't know. Maybe take them down to Trader Vic's. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably take him off because I saw a werewolf. Yeah, at Trader Vic's. With a pina colada in his hand, I right. think. Right. That should be one of the uh, decorations, I would think. And his hair was perfect. perfect. Mackie, what's happening as far as the weird news goes? Uh, there's some weird ones. Let's see. The president and co-founder of a dog rescue is now facing charges after more than 100 dogs were found dead on her property. This is really strange. Portage County home is where she lived. The Portage Animal Protective League's Humane Investigations Department executed a search warrant at Barbara Weibel's home and found 146 deceased dogs. What is going on? This is bizarre. Say the do- yeah, really strange. Say the dogs were in various stages of decay, many found dead in their cages. Weibel is the president and co-founder of the nonprofit Canine Lifeline Incorporated. So what are people finding these dogs, giving them to her, and she's just letting them starve to death? That's kind of the way it sounds. The search warrant was executed after tips came in about uh, Weibel facing animal cruelty charges in another jurisdiction. An investigation is ongoing. Ew, sounds so creepy. Yikes. Obviously that's... mental problems. Yeah, obviously. And uh, greed. Because she's just taking people's money. Yeah, maybe. Furniture at Work. It's the name of a company in the UK. Furniture at Work. They're being mocked online by remote workers using the UK company of spread, or accusing, I should say, the UK company of spreading anti-work-from-home propaganda. I don't know if you saw this come out a couple of days ago. It was kind of online and was kind of a story in the national news about the furniture company furniture at work they had created a 3d rendering of what uh, they think a remote workers will look like in 80 years <laughs> so it's like this so woman or her arms are kind of cramped and she's here she got uh, arthritis in her hands it looks like and she's yeah. kind of humped hunched over because she's sure so the photos of anna quote unquote show a hunched-back woman with claws and bloodshot eyes. So they're predicting 
what the at work at home worker is going to look like. Okay. Of course, they're a furniture company, and they're all about you know, do you have the correct work environment? Ergonomic furniture. Ergonomics, right? Yeah. Now there's pushback. Evidently, some workers that do work from home say employees to uh, it it allows employees to move more and they uh, can work remotely and don't have to be tied to a desk for eight hours. You can get up and move around, exercise, sleep, stretch. Okay. All the things you can't do at the office, one Twitter said, one Twitter user said. Well, part of me says, what are you doing sleeping while you're fr- while you're supposed to be on the job? The other question I have is, you can't get up from your desk at work in your cubicle and stretch out? Right. What? Yeah. You can't? Who won't let you do that? You're tied to the desk, like literally, or what? <laughs> I, you know, I get both sides of the argument. Furniture at work is trying to get more business back to work. Sure. So they can sell more furniture. Meanwhile, people who are feeling maybe uh, ridiculed for being at home. Yeah. But if you think about it, if you if you're sitting at home on your couch and you got your laptop on your knees, yeah, you're you're not ergonomically correct and you will end up with some sort of trouble if you do that forever. It's Still, not not know. meant to be. Yesterday we had the workers at home uh having relations while they were on the job. Oh, that's right. We did. Yikes. Yeah. That'll keep you loosened up. I wonder what kind of furniture they make for that. (laughs) Uh, Georgia auto shop owner who paid a former employee's final paycheck in oily pennies. Oh, man. Has been ordered to pay nearly $40,000 in restitution to the employee. Oh, man. And to other workers. A consent judgment against the owner of AOK Luxury Auto Works ordered the company in Atlanta to compensate the former employee's with more than $19,000 each, the judgment the judgment is accusing the company uh, for not paying overtime and threatening employees who file labor complaints and paying them off with $40,000 in oily pennies. That's a lot of pennies. Man, vindictive. Whoever's running this company is. Yeah. I, I can see why maybe people don't want to work there. The highlight of every worker's day, Mackie, you've talked about it many times about the mine. Don't touch a man's lunch, right? Oh, yeah. Don't be messing with another man's lunchbox. Or his paycheck. Or his paycheck. Well, this guy, he's ready to go to lunch. Curtis Fiddler, a worker for a glass company, was on the job site, ready to dig into his lunch that he left back in the truck. So he's, you know, on the job, says, "Ah, I think I'll take my lunch break. He approaches the passenger side door and he saw some movement inside and was shocked to find a bear sitting in the seat very calmly enjoying his lunch. Oh, boy. He said that the bear caused no damage to the truck. He simply crawled inside, had something to eat, took a little nap, and then left on his own after he'd, you know, awoken from his post-lunch nap. Thanks, yeah, thanks for the sandwich and fruit. It was great. Pretty clever commercial on TV now where everybody's packing up to go, and they open the door and see the bear in the front seat of their car, and they go, well, we'll just leave tomorrow. 
<laughs> Time for some weird news. You got something lined up over there? I do. An assistant coach at Stephen F. Austin State University who was accused of having an affair with a player, a bowling coach, I should say, an assistant bowling coach, is stepping down. Steve Lemke, who's married to the school's head coach, okay, was given a choice to quit or be forced out. The pair are now going through a divorce. Lemke defended the affair, telling Lufkin Daily News that uh, the relationship was consensual and is being blown out of proportion because of the team's two national championships. Hmm. So Stephen F. Austin, evidently pretty good at bowling and pretty good at fooling around evidently. with players on the team. Yeah. Yikes. Vacation Bible School at a Baptist church in Montgomery, Alabama. So you can imagine maybe you're helping out with VBS at the church and there's lots of little kids that are pretty excited. Yeah. Briefly interrupted on Tuesday morning by a cow. Mm. <laughs> About 200 kids were there inside the Taylor Road Baptist Church. A cow suddenly appeared outside a window and looked like it was getting ready to charge. The pastor, Daniel Atkins, walked outside to investigate, and that's when he saw the cow being chased by police officers and an animal control officer with a lasso. <laughs> Quite a sight. The uh, chase had actually started earlier at a nearby shopping center where officers failed to corral the cow, and it took off running to the church. Ultimately, the rogue bovine was led into a courtyard at the church and finally lassoed. Pastor Atkins later said, We were uh, not expecting to have that excitement today, and added, On Monday, we found a homeless man asleep outside our building, wrapped in a sheet with no clothes. Right as school was uh, starting, as the VBS school was starting, and today we had the cow. Quite the adventure for the VBS kids. Yeah, pretty exciting. Week. Pretty exciting week. Uh, all kinds of uh, anticipation on what tomorrow might bring, quote unquote. <laughs> I find it interesting. The guy's name is Atkins, the pastor. Yeah, and the cow just happened to come. Like here I am. Ready to be eaten. Atkins diet? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's an all-beef deal, you know. Baton Rouge police say a co-worker uh, last night. Let's see, a man. Okay, a man who shot his co-worker last night went back to work this morning. Oh, that was good. In yeah. Baton Rouge. Donald Brooks was arrested just hours after he allegedly shot his co-worker in the parking lot of their job. The victim was taken to the hospital is expected to survive. Brooks faces charges, including attempted murder. So he went back to work to... Thought, well, I'm going to work. Maybe thought she was already dead or something. I don't know. Or thought... Act surprised when he got there. Maybe, what happened? Maybe that's it. Good grief, man. Oh, man. Throw the scent off the trail by showing up for work? Didn't work out for him, no. obviously. No. Because she was... Uh, in the hospital. Able to, to ID survive. him, yeah. evidently. Mm-hmm. Knife-wielding robber walked into a convenience store. Sounds like a joke or something. Yeah. There's this knife-wielding robber and walks into a convenience store. And a duck. <laughs> knife-wielding <laughs> robber and a duck walk yeah. into a grocery store. Yeah. It's in <laughs> England. This knife-wielding robber is demanding beer and actually ended up getting what he wanted. He also had plenty of time to drink it. 
after the owner of the store locked him inside until the police arrived. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So the convenience store owner just says, sure, you can have a beer. Why don't you sit down right here? And then he walks outside and locks the door behind him. Investigators say the 30-year-old thief flashed his knife, grabbed the case of beer. The quick-thinking owner ran out of the store, pulled down the metal security shutters, trapping the crook inside. At one point, the robber tried to squeeze through a tight opening between the ground and the bottom of the shutters and got stuck. Okay. (laughs) Not going so well for this guy. Realizing that his gig was up, he... uh, he reached for one of the beers he was trying to steal, cracked it open, enjoyed a cold one until police arrived and let him out of the store. It's uh, now uh, to be a while before he's able to enjoy another beer, though. He's got three years in jail to think about what he did for, Okay, for his armed robbery. Hopefully the beer was, uh, was cold. It was worth it. Yeah. And probably a sandwich to go with it. Yeah. <laughs>